0: (laughs) Uh, Oh, God. All right, let's go. Good time, right? (laughs) Well, hello and welcome to Scotch and Splenda, the podcast that tastes like The Office and gets you drunk like taking a temp job at a mid-level paper supply company, hooking up with the curl from customer service on February 13th, and then starting a fire with your cheesy pita. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was a lot.
1: That's a
2: lot of things yeah. he's done.
0: <laughs> what Scotch-
2: are you talking about?
0: <laughs> Here on Scotch and Splenda, we're talking about everything, anything and everything in The Office, but most importantly, theories, side stories, and what ifs. We are your co-regional managers every single time. I am AJ. I am BJ. I am Nick. And on this episode, Joe McCarthy, Richard Nixon, Suda Baker Television, North Korea, South Korea, Marilyn Monroe,
1: Ryan started started the fire. fire. (laughs) That was really good, AJ. Hey,
2: thanks. (laughs) The problem is you've now set the bar so much higher as to what the introductions need to be
0: in the future. I fear it may become a problem. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I aim to please. Alright, we're all in. Rolling, baby. Oh, we're doing Ryan. We're doing Ryan, not like Michael. We're just doing him on, on the podcast, not like Michael. I would have <laughs> sex with Ryan. With, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. We it's if we're going to keep it to seasons 1, 2 and 3, I think I think that we can I think that we can make it through Ryan seasons one, two, and three in a reasonable time frame here. Yep. Um. I think the idea was just before he became like the person that we just don't like. Pre Pre-promotion. Pre-promotion. promotion. Pre promotion. Pre promotion. Pre promotion. Gotcha. Gotcha. Temp- gotcha. Ryan. We'll take it Temp- all the way. Ryan part one. We'll take it all the way up until he took that phone call. Yep. Yeah. Uh. So, guys. But first, make sure. You go and give us a very quick review, five stars. You can hit it on Spotify now for five stars. You can also do it, obviously, on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review while you're writing it, while you're sitting there clicking five stars, and then you go down and you write the review, but you're also leaving us a fan theory, okay? Super important. Leave us that fan theory. We want to know your personal take on anything that is The Office, all right? We want to know about your theories, your side stories, your what ifs. Go ahead, do that on any platform that you're currently listening on. And of course, leave us a voicemail. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, we had somebody who did leave us a voicemail, but, but it was just dead air. Yes. So it didn't come through. So if you left us a voicemail recently from a, the three, one nine area code, um, I'm so sorry. Your, your voicemail did not come through. We cannot play it on the air today. Um, but if you want to call back in, that number is 319-359-7977. Right, Nick? It's 319-359-7977. So just give us a call. Leave us that fan theory. Leave us your what if. Whatever it is. You don't talk to anybody. Don't have to talk to anybody. We'll just leave go it straight to voicemail. Tell us how much you love us or hate us and how much we're wrong or right about our own ethos. We'll take all of it. We'll take it. We'll take it in stride. Okay. Uh, but I know we've got a fan theory that uh, is out there right now. BJ, do you have this one for us?
1: I do. Okay. So this one, this one was uh, submitted uh, via email from a, a listener in Australia, Joseph. And, nice. Uh, so so we uh, we kind of saved this one because it was so pertinent to this specific episode. But okay. it's a pretty short, sweet theory. Um, but it is after Ryan got promoted. And became addicted to drugs, he suffered brain damage from an overdose. Ooh. And that is and that is and then in turn why he is so different once he
0: gets back. Why he ends up working at a bowling alley? <laughs> yeah. For sixty-five thousand dollars sixty thousand dollars a year. They pay you by the year at the bowling alley. Get <laughs> uh, back to work, I- you bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What are you like a men's twelve? What does he say? What are you like a
0: men's 10? Oh, ten? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> He's already paying for himself. Um, okay, so so Ryan Ryan ends up going through uh, quite quite the conundrum. Yeah. Commits, um, you know, as the shareholders call it, fraud. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and then he goes to jail but then we assume that he had some sort of brain damage um and then came back out of it and and then yeah like he when did he get this temp job back um pay was, any amount of money just I mean, give me give me Ryan Howard what
2: like a half a dozen episodes into season five.
0: Season five, because right? he'd already left the Michael Scott paper company because yeah. he chose Pam and not Ryan. Yeah. And then he came back yep. around, right? Is that what he replaced Ronnie? Ronnie. <laughs> Ron- who was
2: there while Pam was Pam in art, was at school. art school? She yeah. just I
1: plops herself into Ronnie. At him.
2: phones
0: all day. The nerve. The
2: nerve. The nerve. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah. So Pam goes to art school. They replace her with Ronnie Rice. Ronnie Rice. Rice Rice Ronnie. And then uh, and then Michael can't stand her anymore. so he, yeah, whatever what however, however much it takes that I want him. I want Ryan Howard. So
0: I think that's I, who he got. I think you find out also uh, not to be completely off subject. You find out that it's a pretty shocking amount that he got him for the temp agency, that he offered the temp agency in one of the uh, fan uh, super Superman. fan episodes. I want to say it was like somewhere around like twenty some dollars an hour. For him to come in and answer phones and that's temp. <laughs> and, so, and then he comes strolling and, how's my favorite
2: branch doing? Yeah.
0: Plops that shit down on the couch again. In 2000... <laughs> I mean, keep in mind, that's like 2008 or whatever when that one was airing. Right in the middle of the economic crisis. Right. And so Michael's paying him like $21 an hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on a, in, in a company on the verge of bankruptcy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're going to hire... Uh, the, as someone who's already proved their failure at a higher rate of pay for yeah. a lower level job. Yes.
2: It's <laughs> what Michael would call a necessary expense. Necessary expense. That would be in the scary S- black scary bar of his budget.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, if we make circuit sole
1: uh, on if we put circuit on payroll, will that help us at the end of the year tax stuff? No. No. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, all right. Well,
0: okay, Brain damage. Yeah. Sun. Um, okay. suns Sun-stained hair. Ryan. Um, has has brain damage. Uh, so
1: I I got a couple things that I'll throw out that okay that maybe it, doesn't ness it, it maybe supports it a little bit. Okay. So so when Ryan gets back from New York, obviously you know his personality's changed and he's different. Um, but one thing that is very notable is you never see Ryan drive a car again yeah um, oh, okay you know so like when he's going to work at dunder mifflin his mom takes him to work when he's going to work at michael saccott <laughs> paper company michael brings him to work he which picks we assume his mom dropped morning. him off yeah well <laughs> you know, he, he picks him up at his family. home oh yeah, yeah 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 and then even at the very end season eight um when he's leaving to go chase uh, uh kelly to miami of ohio he is waiting for a bus you know so he he does. Maybe he just doesn't have a car, but he had one before he went to New York. So it leads me to believe maybe he's not allowed to drive again, and maybe that's because of some sort of, you know, some, some sort, sort, of sort of brain, brain damage. damage. Like, yeah.
0: Um, not to be completely off subject, for because I actually like that part of this theory, uh, BJ. But um, do you think? Do you think in any way, shape, or form that it may have been some sort of a parole violation for him to leave the state like that, going to Ohio? <laughs> Oh for sure.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. It's a few years longer. I was going to
1: say that that would be about 4 years after, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: He's pulling a red from Shawshank redemption right now. Yeah. Like <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> yeah. I I I think that's a good point like they're they're what well, I mean, why would you get just a suspended license from fraud, or maybe he just didn't yeah. go back and get it, or you know that kind of a thing.
2: Or it was like a series of OWIs or something like that. Right. Yeah. The yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Could have been. But his uh, his motivation tanks. I mean he he comes up with the most ridiculous you know wolf idea, and he his he tanks it obviously, but it's. I, there's, I don't know, what else you guys got on this?
2: Well, firstly, I'd like to address the fact that Woof, not a ridiculous idea. <laughs> okay, <laughs> an idea years ahead of its time. You know what? He's right. Actually, I'm Apple sorry has essentially step. created Woof as of now. Yeah. Like you get you get a phone call or you get a text message, it'll come through on your MacBook and your iPhone yep. and your iPad yep. and your watch. And the fax. <laughs> and your AirPods.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a good point. Okay, but but let's talk about how he, A, was planning on marketing it. Terrible. Yeah. B, Awful. B, the, condom's B, not the great. use. I think it was, wasn't it, uh, was it Oscar or was it Daryl that suggested it's like an emergency response system? Like, because that's uh, actually kind of a thing. You know, o- like when Oscar, there's a local, think, like.
2: Like the Hawk alerts and stuff like that for. Yeah, yeah. Like, or if there's
1: like an. If there's like an amber alert, yeah, like I get notifications sure. on like if there's like if, yeah, if I'm in the area of an amber alert, I get a, like a text to my phone because I'm signed up to some website, you know that, like or whatever the new local news is. I I follow them on the app, so the, the notification dings to my phone, you know. Okay, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like that, I guess. I think that's a better that would have been a better strategy, but. Another thing is, like, does he out, go and try and find investors anywhere besides this great branch of Dunder Mifflin? I don't think or so. I don't think is so. That, is that 100% of his investment revenue? Is I, all it's, from the, the <laughs> it's
2: the equivalent of the kid who needs to sell candy bars to go to Disney World, and they right. ask their parents to take him with them to work. Yeah.
0: But he is the parents. Right. Yeah, And he is also <laughs> the kid. And also the kid. <laughs> okay, so here's my support for um, the theory that... He does have some sort of brain damage or some sort of mental affliction at this point, um, like with what he, what's going on.
2: Change to his brain chemistry in general.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so I think part of it is most certainly in the idea that he seems to – I mean, obviously, he's going to have a tough time getting a job after being in prison and stuff like that. Right. Um, yep. The other end of it, though, too, is he shows a lot of characteristics about just being a child though too so it's like he <laughs> yeah. it's like he's like reverted a little bit in his in his years he's no longer trying to be like you know corporate bro exec um he's just trying to be a child aka when he's he they get up to the house he's like do you, do you get tbs do you get your t- tnt yeah. or whatever it is. <laughs> you get TNT. he's like like what yeah. channel what channel <laughs> he just wants to watch tv he gets dropped off by his mom he's probably yeah. living with his mom like yep.
2: when they're at the uh, when they're doing the saber store presentation, yeah. he has like the whole focus about just wanting to go home and, and how his mom would say the nicest stuff to him. Yeah,
0: there's also the fact that he is, in fact, just a compulsive liar, like a child would be. He just lies yeah. about going to. to Thailand, right? Yeah, but you lie about stuff all the time, Ryan. You just like to lie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's putting he's putting pictures uh, of his friend Jasmine's boobs on on the background like a child yeah, would yeah. do. He's oh just reverted God. in this like childish manner. Yeah, that like there's almost like he's like what is, what does it matter anymore to him? You know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I got
1: I got a good I got a good one here. Okay. Hey. Uh. So he before he got promoted he had an MBA business degree from yeah. college. Yeah. Yet after he got back and the, everything else when he was in that meeting with the Michael Scott paper company he didn't know whoa, uh, what what were they talking about that it was like the variable p- price model. Oh yeah, variable you know? pricing fixed, uh, not fixed, fixed pricing price.
2: model versus a yeah. variable pricing one. Yeah. Yeah, and tell us what that no... is. Tell us what you think yeah, that yeah. is. Tell... Exactly. Like yeah. he
1: had no idea what that was. And it's like, uh <laughs> he would have learned all about
0: all of these different models. Oh, yeah. Getting
1: a master's in business. Right.
0: No kidding. Like I honestly, I honestly had to go and look up just to just to confirm what I thought an MBA was. To because I was like, he has that. He has a master's of business. Like Administration? Are you? Administration? Are Isn't you, that it? Are you serious? Like, yeah. um, so I because I questioned it so hard, I was like, how could he get that? Like, or I, you know, this night school sort of situation. It makes me feel like that was somehow a lie or like fudged to a degree. To uh, be honest,
2: is there a
1: or that just before school- season three, he was smart i mean he the the change was drastic oh, yeah you're right man is there the, you know? a
2: chance that the school was like one of those for-profit non-accredited universities and it right was just a big scam it's just a big scam <laughs> yeah i think we can offer a pretty simple explanation to a lot of this and it's with a pretty popular
0: phrase which is cocaine's a hell of a drug cocaine's <laughs> a hell of a drug <laughs> <laughs> and it certainly will change a person yeah. um i think okay so here's the thing brain damage to a certain degree Kinda, yeah. Because I think I think cocaine will absolutely change your brain chemistry, um, and and, the, and how much he was doing. Obviously, he's like, "You've been to the bathroom like four times now. Maybe, Maybe you have, have a urinary P. tract infection." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna order you some cranberry juice with vodka. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> so. So I think it's very possible, and you know he did admit to having a drug problem, and then he talks about his sobriety and well, he admits ho- to his friend
2: Troy having a drug problem. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good point. Um, and then he says, ever since being sober, you know, uh, the the morning fresh air just really makes me sick. Yeah, and yeah. So- <laughs> There's something
2: about the fresh morning air that just
0: really makes me sick (laughs) so i think there's definitely (laughs) a chemistry change uh in his brain i don't know if i'd go as far to say as it's brain damage but what what do you guys think
2: i think it definitely changed his behavior in an erratic fashion like it caused him to behave more i mean and you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt to an extent too just because as we've previously established like everybody's got the radon poisoning
0: and that—that was mm-hmm. the other thing I was kind of thinking about—is like we're going to stack this on top of the radon poisoning. Yeah, oof, asbestos and all this other hey, stuff. Man, Silent he does killers. some
2: real wild shit, though. Like in the in the series finale, spoilers. Um, he gives his kid an allergic reaction and then leaves the kid with Kelly's husband, the pediatrician, so that they can run off together. Is that really his kid? Yeah. I he says it's his kid. Yeah. yeah, Drake, right? Drake. Because she says you named him after the rapper. God. Uh,
1: all right, vote. <laughs> I don't. I think it's his
2: kid. Do you not think it's his kid? I don't. I don't. Think I it's think, his think his it
1: kid. is. I think it is. I don't know if it's his. kid. Is it him and Jasmine's it, kid? If I, in, Dunder, in it doesn't matter
0: anymore. It doesn't, matter
2: right, <laughs> it it doesn't matter right right it, now. It doesn't matter. right it. Vote it. Vote it. Vote we it. We need
0: to vote, and we need to. We need to. We need to figure out. We need, to, we need to put a stamp on this. Is Ryan okay. brain damaged after his uh, instances and, and run in with drugs? It's tough for me because, like, you get
2: brain damage. The connotation that I have with that in my own brain, I guess, is, like, somebody who was in a coma for a long time or, like, somebody who got kicked in the head by a horse or, like, it's that sort of stuff. You right. know what I mean? Or, like, had a terrible accident. Yeah, But, like... At, I think it pretty obviously altered the chemistry of his brain to an extent. So I guess in, in that way, I will vote yes. Okay. But I, think I agree the with phrasing Nick. is I a think, little tough.
1: Yeah, I think I agree with Nick. The the term brain damage is such a broad, you know,
0: yeah. term. Yeah, it's and broad I mean, and intense. So yeah. It
1: is. So I think the way that we're kind of phrasing it, like I think maybe it had his drug addiction had permanent after effects that affected his brain yeah Yeah. i would say sure okay yeah Yeah. it very well could have so i i think i'd vote yes like he obviously came back a different person i think Mm -hmm. we all agree with that
2: Mm -hmm. i think we can kind of look at it the same way that we did last week right when we're talking about like jim being bad with money right and how the question had said like arguably worse than michael like i think we just look at the spirit of the question as a whole right because we immediately discredited like there's no way he's worse than michael yeah. Like there's no way he's as bad with money as Michael. Right. But still voted on it one way or another. Yeah. So I would I would vote yes in the, the spirit of the question is like obviously his brain has been affected. Like yeah. everybody's met, especially if you've done any sort of like AJ and I are in sales, you've met one of those guys who's like been doing sales since the eighties and you're like, oh my god, that dude has done so much coke in his yeah, life. You know he like has. Like you just know he has. Even if he's clean, you're like, God, that dude is so oh, like yeah. burned out. He had an instance. It's like, the
0: same idea I'm going to put a stamp on this right now and I think you guys have both kind of voted yes on this and I'm going to say in the exact same sense that um, and we could take this deeper if we wanted to, but that's for another podcast. Ryan's brain has been affected by cocaine the same way that Creed's brain was affected by all the drugs that he did in the 60s. Touche. Sure.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna just stamp it. It is a yes. That is a Scotch and Splenda ethos that Ryan was certainly his brain was affected, his chemistry, whatever you want to call it, by the drugs he did in getting hired or sorry, promoted. Yep. Hired guy. Hired guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think it is, guys. Yeah. We just we just boom, it's in there. It is in there. So. Wow. Okay. All right. That explains a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Who was it? Uh
1: Joseph. Joe. Joseph. 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 Okay. Joseph. Not Joseph. From Joseph. Australia.
2: Joseph. Okay. Came from, from the down, land down uh, under. Do you think he knows yep. men at work? I hope so. Do you think he was familiar with Steve Irwin? I. I don't know. It's like the only real
0: Australians I know much. Oh. <laughs> Yeah.
1: yeah. We know he's cool <laughs> because he listens to this podcast. Hey, baby.
0: Right. So, guys, if you do have your own theory to send in, make sure you just go ahead and send it in to uh, any any social media platform. Uh, send it over to Scotch and Splenda Podcast at gmail.com uh, or send it over in a voicemail. We want to hear your lustrous, just gorgeous voice. 319 359 7977. All right, guys. So, we better move on. We got a lot to talk about. We got three seasons worth of Ryan, but first, who's got it? Who's I got, got it? my fix? I got it. Who's got it? You're talking the whiskey?
2: <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Uh, today, we've got an Old Forester single barrel barrel strength. So, this was a, uh, a pick from one of our local grocery stores here. Okay. Um, so, it is a barrel proof. Um, it's going to run uh, 128.3. 128.3. Ooh, 128.3. That's so a spicy Jet fuel. No. So
0: this isn't even close on. to
2: the strongest one we've drank.
0: We, okay, what was the strongest one we drank?
2: 151.
0: 151, and that was 26 year Canadian. Good God. <laughs> 26 year <laughs> Canadian. Uh, jet fuel. Yeah, all right. Still couldn't burn.
2: Still that one, that one did have the hazmat sticker on it, it had the flammable material sticker on it. But anyhow, um, This one is going to be, uh, I mean, just sort of your standard bourbon. Nothing, like, super exciting as far as, like, additives or the way that they age it that I'm aware of. Um, It's just going to be kind of your straightforward bourbon. Okay. Um, I don't, it doesn't have an age statement, um, so I'm not sure exactly how old it is. If I had to guess,
0: probably five-ish. Five-ish. Yeah. Well, it's old forester. What's a young forester? What's a middle-aged forester? Forest. Forest. Forest forester i don't know um <laughs>
2: but they do they do a whole series of these that are very good they have a lot of good stuff there's like their 1910 has like a real heavy char to it okay um they have if you saw any of the uh kingsman movies yeah if you saw the second one the statesman indeed they produce the statesman whiskey Ooh. um from that movie that was like the Channing movie. Tie-in. tatum yep all right. Pedro Pascal and yes. Jeff Bridges and Oh yeah. You got it. I'm all about it. Um so it should be good stuff. <laughs> it's got it's got a great nose to it. It is great. it is a little hot. Okay. Um I would I would recommend doing the needs doing a, the soft inhale.
0: Needs a breath of, of fresh mm-hmm. nose.
2: I would I would hang the nose and then breathe in through the mouth. Okay. Get sort of the soft inhale on that. But it's got a great nose to it. Um a little spicy.
0: I do. I, I like fruity. the smell of it. Yeah. Um Cool. All right. But well, cheers there, gentlemen. Cheers. cheers. What do you think? Hmm. That is different. It
2: is. It's got. It is. Oh, AJ seems unpleased.
0: No, no, no. I'm just taking it it's all. Hot. In. Please
2: continue. Uh, the first note I would give it is hot it's got a ton of alcohol burn right off the bat okay um it does stick with you it's one of those ones that sort of warms you all the way down okay you'll feel it sort of settle there in the bottom of the throat and the top of your chest felt that um <laughs> I inhaled after, sorry <laughs> after it sits for a bit you get that finish that sort of lingers in your mouth that is a little more like i don't know i don't want to call it like caramel because it's not quite caramel it's like yeah, it's almost like a butterscotch.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. Definitely some like butterscotch notes and like it actually doesn't hit you it doesn't punch you in the face like right up front. Yeah. I, I put an ice cube in mine. Yep. It has uh and, and it's just kinda evolving into it. Yeah. Uh and so yeah, butterscotch for sure. For some reason, it kind of had this, I'm not saying it tastes like wine, but I'm saying it had a similar bite to what wine will do for you, like a dry yeah. wine. Yep. Um, and then it kind of finishes off, and you get that heat. Yeah. And you're just like, wow, that's warm all the way down. This is this is like a, this is what I need after I just shoveled the driveway. Yeah. During yeah. during January. You <laughs> <It> come inside, <laughs> drop a little bit of this in your coffee. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And then I got to go out and finish the driveway. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: So, so I think Yeah. Cause I got right away I got caramel, and then I'm like, nah, it's not quite caramel. Yeah. And then I agreed. And then you said butterscotch. I'm like, yeah, that's it. And then I think I, I think I figured it out. It's the top of a heavily
0: charred creme brulee. Oh man. Ooh, oh, yeah. I, I love it. The, yep. I'm there. The
1: lightest touch of
0: it. Like yep. it's great. I love that. Yeah, I dig that a lot. That's fantastic.
2: That's a good single
0: barrel pick. Jeremy, you did it again. Um it's uh you know what? It's not it's not hard to drink, I guess, but if I wouldn't have had that ice cube in there, it would have probably hit me really hard. Yeah. So I I have to go off a of based off of how I drank it though. I yeah. can't I can't do well if it was this or well if it was that. No, you <laughs> no, gotta take actually, it as is. It's actually whoa, whoa, Actually. <laughs> it's actually pretty tasty stuff. Yeah. Um but it it does warm you up, probably more so than I like to be. That being said, I gotta appreciate that this is a barrel proof yeah. like like your cast strength is that yep barrel
2: yeah. barrel strength, barrel proof, cast strength cast are strength, all from what all I understand
0: interchangeable. All right, cool. Yep. Um you yep. know, very oh like it, almost easy up front, warms you all the way down. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go five eights. Oh, you're so Splenda. A dick. You such a dick. 5.8s. <laughs> Splenda. You love that five eights, <laughs> do you? It's it's three hilarious. eighths, Splenda. <laughs> I don't know. No, five eighths. I'm going five eighths. Okay. I can't. I can't give H- it like a full. You know. Yeah. Like I don't want to give it like a three quarter. Yeah. Or like a two thirds uh, or a it's half. Even not quite I, a two thirds. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, yeah. Like I didn't want to give it like a half because it's. I was like, hoping you were gonna. I was hoping you were them.
1: gonna say it was like medicinally or something. Yeah. You know, like you've you've made the band aid comments. <laughs> yep. yep, it, doesn't, yep. It, it tastes great, but. Old Forester was originally made and only sold in pharmacies. Wow, in 1970.
0: Uh, it, it was is, it was prominent. It was prominent on the first sip, but the second sip was different. Yeah, so I didn't. I, I decided to put that aside. So that's interesting, yep. though. Yep, it was the first whiskey ever bottled that was
1: sealed, and they sealed it because it was considered a medicine. There wow. You
0: go. Well, daddy's daddy's going to take a little bit more medicine down while we get started. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he's going to self-medicate oh, while we podcast a little gonna, bit.
0: I'm going to let the fire drip all the way down while we talk about the one who started the fire, Ryan, Ryan. Fired Guy. What do you guys <laughs> think? Okay, so our first introduction to Ryan is obviously in uh, episode one, season one. He's right yep. there. He's the temp. And like like Ryan is a cool guy to me. Like this is cool, guy Ryan. I I like him. His hair is interesting. Yep. To be honest, it's very it's very mid two thousands. Oh yeah, it is like the middle part and everything. It's
2: the poorly the poorly fitting shirt. Everything is just yep. a little too loose.
0: Everything's a little too loose. It's yeah. like like middle two thousands were very very casual with the dress wear. Yeah. Uh. So, but he also had a great line in this when they're talking about. The Jello.
2: Yes, and yeah. <laughs> he, he says
0: you should put him in custody. and I thought this was a great way to him, him of him like ingratiating himself into this office culture. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, he makes a great first impression. I mean, he gets the the vibe of the office. He's laid back. He's also like attentive. Wants to do a good job. Obviously, he's taking the. Introduction around the office very seriously, even though Michael's not. Yes. And and then when he gets to, you know, Dwight and and Jim, I mean, Dwight makes a joke and he throws back a perfectly like appropriate, you know, kind of joke. And then he gets
0: shoved by
2: Michael harder than fucking checked by Michael. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And uh, (laughs) just he does, he does a full on like push into it. And then like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna put put ourselves into Ryan's shoes for a moment here. Okay, upon upon this first introduction into the show, Ryan is he got this temp job. This is his first day. Yep, just happens to coincide when they are doing this with the uh, with the uh, office starting. with the actual recording of the office. Yeah, and he is just trying to make a good impression, like BJ says, and. He's trying to just kind of work his way through, and you have Michael just being completely over the top. All you want to do as a first, like an employee, right? The first day employee, you want to make a good impression. You want to. Especially on the boss. Oh, especially on the boss, and especially to like the people you know you'll be working right next to. Yep. Right. And that being said. How how difficult does Michael do like make this? It's it's almost it's really hard. Think yeah. about he calls in Ryan for the fake firing of Pam.
2: Yep. <laughs> on his first day. <laughs> his yeah. First- <laughs> That's like one of the most uncomfortable scenes in the <laughs> entire series.
0: It really is. It's certainly a certainly one we'll catch up to like on our on our next installment of Ultimate Cringe. Ugh. Um <laughs> But really but it's bad stuff. Watching watching Ryan's reaction, like when the when the camera pans over to him and he's just got his head down and just shaking his head. He's like, Oh my
2: god, I can't believe I can't here? believe this.
0: If you're Ryan, would you would you keep this job? What would it take for you guys to keep this job after that first day?
2: I don't I know at that time, from what I understand, the job market was really, really difficult. Sure. Right. Yes.
1: I and mean, so yeah.
2: I don't know. It's not
1: like it's not like today. Like he this i mean he's obviously he he couldn't just go find a job he had to go to a temp agency to help him find right. a temp job so he couldn't find it just like an office job without you know the assistance of this right. you know i mean do temp agencies even exist anymore because literally everyone is just hiring anybody
0: that's true <laughs>
1: like, you yeah. don't need the middleman
0: either that or or that that business is booming <laughs> like yeah business that. is booming so good point
1: but he's so he's kind of you know, and I and I always thought this, but when he first walks in, what is Brian's role like to the office? And it's he's like the the audience surrogate, right? Yeah. So he is. Yeah, you're he's right. He's getting he's getting introduced to all the characters and kind of getting in to know the office, and then by extension, us the viewers get to kind of see that also, right? Yeah. You know, yep, yep. And he is he kind of represents the the normal viewer of this program you know yeah that's kind of his role in season one is he's the normal one like he is he is i mean
0: that's you're you're you know what yeah you're right he is he's the he is the only norm of this office that we really know of at this point because he's like
2: the only average person coming in that's not this weird caricature of a well
0: of an individual and hasn't too. had to hasn't had to deal with the weird caricatures of people yeah. in this office that are know? just like that are just writing
2: off things like Phyllis crazy fart from medication and Stanley <laughs> yeah. napping and and yeah. Dwight just being Dwight, Dwight. And you know Creed being
0: Creed in fact I bet I bet like his I bet that first thing with the jello was actually like almost a relief to him that mm-hmm. people are like like r- chill here or like there's a relaxation point or like oh they do mess with each other whereas like Michael is somehow trying to present this very very well manicured office in the most obscure like circus director way yeah you know um but and but the problem is though too is he keeps on making sure Everyone knows that Ryan is just the temp. Yeah, he's the temp. He is the temp. Diversity yeah. Day. Yep. Check yep. out some super fan <laughs> episodes with uh, check out Diversity Day Superfan. Like he Ryan's about to give like a very like almost kind of heartfelt uh, in, uh, idea of his idea of diversity, and Michael just says, "No, he's the temp. Don't don't listen yeah. to him." <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> uh, in basketball, he is the temp. In healthcare, he. Well, he's a temp, so he actually doesn't get health care, so he throws him two sandwiches. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you
1: take two, because you don't get health care.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yep. What does he say? He's like, oh, are these the one with like, the chocolate chips in them? Just, why don't you just eat it? I think at that point, like you're, you're literally just trying to... You're literally just trying to... Because he's committed to this job oh yeah at this point right way more so than he should be yeah <laughs> so i mean so at this point he's committed and now he's just trying to be a part of the team yeah right basketball yeah he's
2: and i'm still i'm getting paid to skip lunch right <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh what's he say God. he's when he's like you know i'm here i'm i'm doing this I'm part like, of
2: this now <laughs> that's pam oh that's pam that's That's right that's right yeah
0: uh if i wanted to i could clean out my desk yep in five minutes and no one would ever know i was here and they'd forget about me i love the and i'd forget and and i'd forget
2: too (laughs) i love the you could have worked anywhere and you ended up here I tell myself that all uh, the time. All the time. I, I, I think <laughs> about, about that, that all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> <laughs> can I
0: Can I just say that I feel like Ryan was a missed opportunity with the purse girl? Oh, yeah. Like, like I feel like he could have swooped in there instead of Jim just as easily. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, probably. You
2: know I mean? feel like he lacked yeah. the confidence at that point. Okay. I think he lacked the goof around at sure. that point. Because for the most part, he was still trying to kind of keep his head down and do his work. Yeah. But yeah. that was in the period where it seemed like he was sort of transitioning into, like, I don't know, more of the, the nonsense, too.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think he was kind of, he was getting into when, the funniness. When is it that somebody
2: asks him to do something and he says, I'm installing file share on the computers?
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 He's, like, he, finding uh, excuses not yeah. to be a part of shenanigans. Right.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. No, it was Michael who was like, uh, Ryan, you know, I think, was it driving yeah. Todd Packer around? <laughs> or uh,
2: no, because he gets stuck driving <laughs> Todd Packer. Because he comes out and he does that. You big Will Hung fan? Who is that? Yeah. Who the hell is that?
0: Why do people keep asking Why me do that? people keep asking me that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think that is... Uh no that's not that's not season one is it I can't remember no that's se- it's got season, season
1: two. two episode two okay when that happens yeah
0: sexual harassment yep yeah yeah oh I, yeah that's
2: right oh I, good I'm not call. sure when that is but you know uh, the file share bit I mean oh sure yeah but, like you guys you guys get the gist oh
0: yeah absolutely
2: it's sort of the period of time where like I don't know I think that he probably wasn't confident enough in working there being like a long time enough employee that he's like oh yeah i'm just gonna fuck around and flirt with the purse girl instead of actually doing my work you know what i mean
0: right yeah yeah now take it though now to into season two though finally and you're at you're at the dundies yep and i think he's Hottest looking... in the office baby <laughs> Hottest he's definitely the
1: more in. he's definitely more involved though because he was like helping carry and set up equipment oh yeah you know? I mean, I and Michael, in, in his defense, Michael treats his temp job like that. That job is Michael's personal assistant. Like he's, Michael, he's
0: the gopher. He is he's the everything. He is the assistant mm-hmm. to the regional manager. Yeah, like actually, right? right? Yes. Oh, for sure. Yep. That's kind of that's kind of interesting, actually, because yeah, Michael the real has assistant him with
2: like to the
1: regional manager. Yep.
2: Well, like I'm sure we're gonna get to it, but like with the injury, he's got him running all over town trying to find his. <laughs> His fresh yams and picking oh, up okay. his Boston Market order. <laughs> the gas station in Carbondale did not have fresh yams. Have fresh yams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Having uh, him run to his fucking uh, mom's house and sneak in through the kitchen window to get the <laughs> videotape of him on Mister Happy Fun Time or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, oh, you know take, your, I mean? daughter uh, take yeah. your
1: daughter to work day. Take your
2: daughter to work day. Yep, he's got like he's just got Ryan doing. Uh, he's he's got Ryan driving Todd Packer. Like he's you know what I mean? Yeah, like he's so, he's just he's just. The guy who gets sort of shit on with everything. Oh, my
1: God. You're right. So what do we think Ryan did during all the downtime? <laughs> well, what was his actual job supposed to be? That I mean, is he sat- a
2: great question. Making He was making spreadsheets, for sure. Yeah. Oh, another they spreadsheet. Address, they address it. Yeah. <laughs> in Michael Scott Paper Company. For sure, he was doing the same shit there that he was doing at Dunder Mifflin, <laughs> making spreadsheets I, in I his mean, free time.
1: But, like, there had to be some... Okay, so the theory, or there's not necessarily a theory, but it's out there in the Dunderpedia world that he replaced uh, Tom uh, Beats. I think was the last name. Tom, Tom, the
2: guy in accounting who killed himself?
1: Yeah. So, is he actually who, who technically... Put in the,
2: who put in the suggestion box <laughs> that they need better outreach opportunities for employees with depression? Correct. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> On the official website, that is who he replaced. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. And if you think about, like, the satire, dark comedy of, like, this young, hopeful, young, you know, go-hard guy in a a first-time career who's literally going to replace a guy who was so depressed at his job that he he ended it. I mean, that's...
2: Okay. It is...
1: It's kind of sad.
2: Can we take two seconds? To reflect on the fact that Dunder Mifflin is such a terrible work environment that it caused not one but at least two employees that we know of to kill themselves, to kill themselves, including one of the founders. Yeah,
0: yeah, Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's pretty rough. Oh, that's harsh. I don't like that. Can we go back to what? And
2: <laughs> and when they think things are going south and Dwight's doing the radio interview, it's completely feasible to him that David Wallace has snapped and is holding people
0: hostage. <laughs> yeah, there's some sort Yeah, you're right, there is a feasibility to that. Um I okay, so let me ask you this though. Where where was Ryan sitting when he was like full on the temp? Before he he's became across junior from
1: Meredith. Isn't he? Oh he's over by Meredith.
2: Yeah, I thought right? he was over by Meredith and Creed. Which would make Don't sense because they, they call me kid. Because they call Meredith an accountant in the yep. first season, so oh, that would make right. sense that he worked yep. over in accounting, where Tom was, who he replaced.
0: And they so, are always looking for interns for accounting, um, because of uh, when they do the super fan episode of um, uh, career day. Yeah, that they are looking for a- an intern for accounting. Oscar steers her away. Yep. So you're right. Okay. So they needed help in accounting and he, maybe that's why he was getting his like MBA. Yep. That plays right into it rather than like maybe even sales or anything. That
2: would make sense. Okay.
1: So the original structure of that office was four full-time accountants and a temp accountant. Apparently. They
2: said, they said that Tom worked in accounting until about a year ago, which obviously is when he killed himself. But like, I don't know. Something about that phrasing is is a little strange to me. About like he worked in accounting,
0: right? Yeah. Well, and that episode um, when when is that? When is that for? uh, When they decide that uh, is that conflict resolution for what? For when they when they go through the uh, good idea box?
2: No, it's uh, whatever the one is that's after. Uh, It's performance um, reviews, right? Yeah.
0: It's, yeah, it's it's performance, performance reviews
2: because they're doing. Yep. He's bringing in people to do their performance reviews and asking them about GN's voicemail. Okay, and like Stanley and Pam are both bullshitting him because Pam gives him terrible news and he goes, "Well, now I'm in an awful mood." No, I'm in an okay, awful mood.
0: let's do your performance review. Oh, okay, because okay. she's conflicted. Yeah, because, well, and I guess that would make sense then. If, I mean, given the timeline and how we how we kind of set that up, if it was a, up until a year ago and. Ryan came in at the start, which was about a year ago, because that is episode fourteen, yeah, uh, of season two. That's more than enough time for a year's time to pass. Wow. Okay. I think it is
2: a little upsetting that that is the only
0: mention of Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, so, I mean, let's be honest though. He was pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. <God. laughs>
2: That guy was weird. <laughs> that guy was weird.
0: <laughs> oh, that's just that's pretty. Rough. It's very sad. That is very, very. You're right. That's that's oh. pretty upsetting. Like if you don't mesh into this office group, I like AKA Rice Arani or yeah. Nick the yeah. IT guy. Yeah, they're like. Yeah, you are an exile. Hannah Smoke Ridge Bar. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, she sucked anyways. Yeah, she did
2: suck. Like everyone talked. Well, to be about, fair. She was a working mother and had pictures of her naked breasts taken at work.
0: So, yeah, I mean, well, tomato oh, tomato, oh, whatever. she was not, uh,
1: she was not a pleasant <laughs> person to to work with, but she, you could argue that maybe besides Angela, she was like one of the hardest workers in the office because she actually showed up and just worked
0: the whole uh, time. That's oh, a good yeah. point. I mean,
1: and, we, and didn't get into the office shenanigans, which is why nobody liked her. I mean, it's like, no. <laughs> like
0: well, anyone there's who reasons came to in, defend her anyone who came in from the Stanford branch branch was was like an actual worker, you know? What I want to
2: know is how... uh, So, that brings up a good point of like the alienation or sort of the ostracization of employees who like don't want to get in on the shenanigans and the bullshit. Yeah. And so it's like how has Stanley remained such a favorite amongst the other office workers as someone who never
0: does anything ever? Well, Stanley plays plays games all day.
2: Yeah, but he yeah. doesn't. But he doesn't play games with other people. What did he do in Office Olympics? Anything?
0: Well, no. He it's uh, it's, it's called work hard so he can have his kids go to college. Yeah, <laughs> it's his yeah. favorite game to play.
1: <laughs> yeah. But if you think about it, that's also weirdly like a perfect environment for him because he sleeps at his desk. Yeah. No one cares. Yep. He plays crosswords all day. No one cares. Yeah. You know, like he he doesn't have to work hard and he can get away with it because of the shenanigans going on
0: around him. Yeah. Yeah. So when he, that's You're right. When when you reach a point that your your job is so comfortable that like you can get away with, as Jim says, going in there and doing mediocre work um, at best. (laughs) Like you, you know, that's just what you become. You just, you just settle in and you just do it for years because God knows how long Stanley's been there. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's been there since Michael was an employee. Yeah. Knowing now that again, Michael was hired in from the same branch, not moved to a different branch. He was hired for the same branch to manage the people that his coworkers, his previous coworkers. So uh, obviously Michael doesn't have any good sort of like managing mentality as we have pretty much already decided. And so bringing it back around, he has probably, he probably just thought Ryan was hot. And so that's why he kept him around when he moved from accounting or, or lost whatever the accounting position was. Because obviously they don't need four accountants and a temp in accounting.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Right? They really don't need
2: three people. Three people. In fact, <laughs> they've established that there is one department with three people doing the work of two doing people doing the work of two. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, Kevin was extra. He was supposed to go to the warehouse,
0: and that turns mean, like he, he just, just had had a feeling.
2: gut feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's yeah, let's I jump think-
0: it ahead to something a little more positive then. Okay. Um, is booze cruise positive enough? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you mean out. when the poor guy was trying to study for uh, a, a business school exam and he was forced to do it on a boat
2: Yeah, <laughs>
0: while well, we, all
1: of his co-workers drank around him?
2: Yeah, correct. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's We've, fun. No, that's super <laughs> <positive>. <laughs> We've talked pretty much at length with the injury um, Yeah, because that was on BJ's first episode. That's right. Um, oh, yeah. which, by the way, if I can, my mom, of all people, texted me out of the blue today um, yes and said listening to our first episodes on your podcast funny stuff but FYI butter on burns was an old go-to It was cold and they thought it would draw the heat out then they found out that it made it worse because it held the heat in but the olden days even before I was born it was the standard
0: it was the standard.
1: My mom uh. was old. That's not true. I'm sorry, Mom. Uh, <laughs> Rude. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, we just learned something. So, Thank fun you, fact. Mrs.
2: When he's asking Thank for you. the butter on the burn, which, to be fair, country crock is not a Country crock. But. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Crunch. I just thought that yeah, that was I, sort I of I interesting. Um, also,
1: also, he says, can you put butter on my burn? And then he says country crock, right? Yeah. Crunchy- country crock. It's not
2: butter. No, it okay? is. It's
1: not. That's when a- I ask for butter, and if you hand me country crock, we are not friends.
2: Not, You're like I do this not is like it. congealed vegetable oil spread. That's that's basically
1: with artificial
0: marketing. flavorings in it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, a- I he, this is I mean this is a, this is a point though of of Ryan again. He is he I think I think Michael just kept him around because he think he thought he was hot. Like was he had to have been working towards the sales position because yeah, like. Uh, and just let Ryan fly under the radar because he was just assisting Michael with whatever, with whatever, running to get three full rotisserie chickens of dark meat. Yes, you know, <laughs> um, I don't, I, I don't know. Like you're, it's, it's very funny. It's just Ryan the temp, and it's like he's just kind of soaking up a paycheck and just having to deal with Michael the bullshit. Yeah, yeah. that's all he kind of ever has to do.
2: Can, but, I, can I tell you where I want to jump ahead to?
0: Like, you okay.
2: Can we go Valentine's
0: Day? Well, that's what I was hoping for, <laughs> because at least at least something good came out of this for for Ryan, yes. right? He hooked up with Kelly. He hooked up with Kelly
2: on February thirteenth. February thirteenth <laughs> runs hands through hair. Yeah, hair stands hair up hair on it.
0: <laughs> I just feel like, um, can I just say, based on this. It feels like Ryan and Jim should have been better friends.
1: Yeah. I would say season one and two Ryan, but yes. maybe Ryan didn't like Jim like because he kind of pranked and joked around too much. And he was like, you know, trying to be serious. Like, yeah. If Jim was like a pretty normal worker at work, but then after like at five o'clock was like, Hey Ryan, you want to go grab a beer? Like he probably would have right. gone. Oh yeah. Got a sure. beer with him, you know?
2: He got he and got invited to Jim's barbecue. Yeah, it well, yeah, well, was the whole did, office. Michael. You know, yeah.
1: everyone. Even Dwight got invited. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> but,
2: but he, must he, be Dwight. he only invited Dwight
0: because he wanted to prove that Dwight is real it's to real. his roommate. <laughs> oh. You know, maybe. Okay. Oh, oh, maybe. Here you go. Maybe. maybe there was some animosity because Ryan was always playing catch up to the women in Jim's life. Yeah. With and Pam
2: and Karen and
0: and and the purse girl and the purse girl Katie now mm-hmm. thinking back hey yep. do you mind if i call her well we'll talk about that uh, later we'll about yeah like <laughs> Ryan just has like no boundaries of relationships yeah. essentially <laughs> so Karen might mention an email that
2: i sent to her
0: <laughs> uh, oh yeah we we saw it she it was pretty funny uh, no we laughed a lot about that <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> yeah uh, anyway to, yeah to in a relationship. She's flattered, be
1: splattered but uh she's just not ready to be in a relationship with somebody in the office right now <laughs> yeah 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 i, I, fi- I figured. i figured, <laughs> I figured. <laughs> <laughs> I figured. It just blows it off as, she, as she's dating somebody in the office yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love it oh dude um did he have anything? Did he have anything kind of finishing out in season two? Like, did he have any like weight to like the casino?
2: Mm, I don't uh, no, Other than like the very funny moment, obviously, of him going up and doing Kelly's mixed drink. Okay. And then Jim yeah. going, That's still going on, huh? That's,
0: that's still going <laughs> on, huh? I think we. I think we have Jim to blame for. I think we have Jim to blame actually for Ryan and Kelly's relationship.
2: hundred percent. He right. assisted yeah. he assisted from both sides ugh, Kelly wanted him to put in a good word um so he asked Ryan about it, got Ryan thinking about it,
0: yeah, no matter what intentions you think he may have had, yeah. whether he cared enough or not, I think Jim is responsible for this
2: a hundred percent
0: oh no he's he's That's- definitely responsible for the hookup because that means like they that they started like hanging out because of like Jim being the go between yeah, yeah definitely
2: Ugh. On a yep. side note, I know it's a future thing. I love so much when Jim and Pam read Ryan's poem and it makes Jim cry. And then he uh, says, Yeah. Ryan can <laughs> never know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in waters dark Look. and Kelly green. <laughs> and he flashes to Jim in the in the talking, and he's like uh, Ryan could never know. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh God.
0: Yeah. Well okay, so if we get to if so, we do get to move on to uh season three. Season three. It's a lot in the, season the, three, guys. So Twenty five episodes I mean, and this is a big. Just this go is a big right deal.
1: to the right to the season one uh or sorry, season three opener is Dwight clipping his nails <laughs> and blowing it at Ryan oh, and Jim's. God. Desk. And you can see the look on his face and you just have total a, you like realize Jim's gone. That's the moment you're like, where's yeah. Jim. Right. And then, but B, I think that's like the full on moment where Ryan is like, Oh God, Dwight is this bad. Like, I think, yeah, I yeah. think you can see a little bit of like uh connectivity with Jim in that moment, like where he's like, Oh God, this oh, is going to be awful. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think, uh, I think, Ryan starts to realize what the job is. Um, and this also makes sense that he's not a good salesman at all because he came from accounting. <laughs> right. That's actually, that's interesting. he's an
2: accounting temp.
0: Yeah. Cause he, he was supposed to be an accounting temp. Maybe Michael just had a feeling about him like he did with Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he just said, he just said, uh, you know what? I got a feeling. Why don't we, why don't instead of getting a new junior salesman or like a, a new salesperson, why don't we just move Ryan over there? Yeah. Give him a real title and He's get like, him out oh, of the I'll temp. He's like, I'll be fine. Yeah. Like, why,
1: yeah I, why love, I love the fact that they never had Ryan make a sale because in Ryan's <laughs> head, ever he is he is smarter than everybody in the office. He's oh, yeah. a better worker. He is so entitled and he's got all this. like He thinks of himself so highly. He's going to business school. He's going to someday he wants to own his own business. Yeah. And he can't make a sale. And who is the person that he, like, kind of like looks down on the most are in the office would easily be Michael and Dwight, right? Yeah. The yeah. Two best salesmen. And yeah. they are constantly doing things that he cannot do. And it's just infuriating to him, which. I love.
0: Oh god, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Think about this then too. Um he going into that. Not only so the way it the way it seems like it's structured there is they have a, a a lot of accounts. Each each salesperson has like a book of accounts. Yep. Like 100% like cuz when Dwight leaves, he find out like he had you know, he he says at one point with, for Prince Paper he he manages 90 accounts. Yep. And then in another another one, when he leaves, Phyllis is like, he had a lot of accounts, you know? Uh,
2: Yeah, well, and then he comes back from Staples with even more.
0: With even more. He said he was never going to use them. Just, you know, keep them as a memento. Maybe use them. Uh, (laughs) 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 But, like, you have to think that Ryan was handed like a book of accounts. Yeah. To some degree. Right? I have to imagine that Jim kept... Some of those.
2: Yeah, okay. I, anything like, that would have been able to have been... sir. Wow, I don't know. See, this is where like... I, so it's a little bit different than like... So AJ and I do sales, but we do sales for a telecommunications provider. Sure. Right? So we do a lot of like customer accounts where both of us have a book of accounts. Right. But we do like... W- would normally do like a lot of like in-person troubleshooting and implementations and sure. stuff like that generally. Jim's job seems like something that could pretty easily be done remotely from stanford
0: only over the phone
2: yeah seems like something where he could call and keep track with these clients and stuff like that and like if he has to do an in-person meeting he's what four hours away or something yeah maybe he has to
0: yeah i don't i don't know that ryan would have been
2: handed a lot i wonder if maybe they had jim keep some of the higher value clients some of the stuff that was like a longer a longer tenure with them or whatever it is, like stuff that Jim would have had a better
0: relationship with before they handed him off to Ryan. Right. Like I just so I guess what I'm getting at is is the fact that like he had to have been handed something that like a continuous yeah. client that it's like, hey, uh, yeah, Ryan's gonna be handling your account. Uh, Let us know when you need to re-up. And he hasn't even sold or re-upped anybody? Yeah, no. Yeah. Which is (laughs) wild. Which is, that's the worst part of this. Because, like, you and I
2: have books of accounts, and I can tell you right now, I'd fall ass backwards into half my quota a month
0: even just from book of accounts stuff if I was just reaching out to them. You're just, yeah, you just kind of keep falling back and just, like, touching base and, like, hey, uh, how's everything going? So does that mean you're just, like... You're literally losing them to Staples, to your competitors, because they go to a website and you're just not, like, calling them or something. That's what I mean. It's like, he's got this, like, book of accounts, essentially, that he should be able to just, like, say, hey, do you need to re-up? And then it's like, yeah, send us more paper.
2: Okay, well, let's jump in from there. Let's just do um, the initiation next. That's probably the next big
0: Ryan one. This This is a big Ryan one. Obviously, Ryan and Dwight. Yeah, but... Um, thinking, thinking about, (laughs) it's just like, it's just this, this idea that, um, Dwight is lording it over him a little bit, yeah but at the same time, Ryan, Ryan is at this point, he's like, I've either, he's either I've got to commit. Yeah. And I think this is what you guys were talking about at like earlier, um, is I've either got to commit or get out. Yeah, like this is what I got to do, and Dwight is the top salesman of the entire company. Yep. by the way, not just this branch, and like who better to learn from, technically, yeah. and in anyone's eyes, at least on paper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think I think it was. Uh, There's just such a funny thing, and uh, for for him to, they just completely blow off the sales call, though. Yeah, like. Dwight's taking him through
2: everything. Yeah. First, they go through, they're out in the field, right? Right. And he does the, can you smell that? It's bull crap. It smells like bull crap. A client can smell it from a mile away. Yes. Yeah. Then he's got the beet seed that he's got to snatch from his hand. Yep. Which he does. And then Dwight says, hold on, I've got something I wanted to get out of my car. And then he just fucking leaves.
0: <laughs> yep. let's uh let's take a moment here too to reflect on like some of some of like uh dwight's teachings to ryan yeah okay even in in this absolutely diluted idea of like some sort of training congratulations resourceful salesman yeah
3: yeah gigantic (laughs) salute
0: (laughs) he says but like so if he says it's it's called bull crap and a and a client can smell from a mile away, he has yep. a lot of respect for his clients yep. by saying that. Yep. Um when when he says, you know, you've you've come a long way, yeah. like when he makes him walk all the way to the barn, he's saying it takes a lot of work. Yeah. You know? And he says, he says, just as just as you are planting this seed, I'm planting my seed in you. Yeah. He's he's really excited to give Ryan his knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> he's really excited to
2: share his enthusiasm and his yeah. drive for his customers and all of that with Ryan and have him be another Dwight going forward. Absolutely. Or is he gonna be some smart ass like Jim? <laughs> um,
0: I just think it's actually it's actually very, very cool. But then but then I just wanted to go on a. I don't know. I didn't want any of that. I just wanted to go on a sales call.
2: Oh, screw gun. The sales call. <laughs> <laughs> fucking flips just a, a you right a Huey. there. Uh, just squealing <laughs> tires and brakes.
0: As he flips it around and then he's just like speed running right <laughs> through everything. He's like, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be confident but not cocky. He's like, Good, good. He's like and if you know, he's he's walking him through all these ideas of like, yeah. Yes, absolutely, you should approach a customer like this and doing all these yeah. nice things. He's yeah. really, really giving him great advice. Keep the phrase real dollars real in their head. Dollars in their head. He's like, and stop saying please so much. That's why you lose them on the cold calls. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan always, Michael always told me, K-I-S-S, keep it simple, stupid. Great advice. Hurts my feelings every time. <laughs> 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 you say please too much. It's like, it's such actually great advice. Just like all of us, all of us in this, in this room, just coming from... Uh, like like sales, like yeah. all three of us are like came from sales, and it is it's actually great advice. And then the po- the the fact that Ryan still can't close shit still blows it. <laughs> and I love that you don't really
2: you don't get any of that. It just goes straight from the prep to the aftermath. Yeah, and he's like, and they really did not like me. Very no, they did
0: not very
2: Tarantino but, of, yeah.
0: of that direction. But they did not have to tell you to your face. <laughs> Uh, and then just immediately starts egging the building egging the building yeah and and dwight's in on it he's 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 cool with it oh yeah that's a big thing is that dwight is actually cool with him kind of going and taking it that far yeah because obviously dwight didn't appreciate it either and like he's got obviously the utmost respect for like his clients and making a sale and and accomplishing this doing his job the right way yeah but then After that, I love the camaraderie of just taking some sort of bomb. They're just boiler makers. Boiler makers. A shot
2: of whiskey, dropping it into a cheap draft beer, pounding it down. Dwight gets through about three ounces of it and then taps out, spills it all over like you guys were making out that I did last week.
0: Yep, exactly. (laughs) And then you get... Basically the same thing. You
2: get both the (laughs) philosophical transformation and the actual... Transformation of Ryan and Dwight's head from temp, temp, temp. temp.
0: Ryan, 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 Ryan. You're right. I mean, yeah. I think what a, what a what a transitional episode for Ryan. Even though he failed, he came yeah. out stronger and better on the other end. Dwight gained much more respect for him. Absolutely.
2: Yep. Started viewing him as another employee, and not just the temp. Yep. Because he's here to stay.
0: Yep. Or so they thought. Um, I feel like there's a lot of greatness like from Ryan throughout these next like these next little times like Diwali, He's obviously partaking in Very whatever funny. it was yeah. uh, with he Kelly wants to buy a PlayStation and he, or an Xbox, an Xbox uh, and travel. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> um, I think I think oh my gosh, he finally has come into his own and kind of understanding his his way around Michael. Yeah. with Benny on a Christmas. Elaborate. Well, I was just. I mean. Hey he's like I need my crew. Like Andy is able to go in there and just rouse Michael cuz Michael just went through the breakup. And he says he, say, he says I need my crew. He's like Ryan, uh, Jim, Ryan, Dwight, come on, let's go. We're going yeah. to we're going to Asian Hooters. We're <laughs> going to Asian Hooters. <laughs> and Ryan rattles off a list of excuses. And Jim, who's obviously green at this point, yeah, to Michael's shenanigans uh is is i mean he's like wow thanks for taking all the excuses man and and ryan's got more and he rattles him off he's like look alive halpert welcome back
2: i love that man i love that so much between them granddad fought in world war ii look alive halpert (laughs) (laughs) that's one of the ones he gives him i remember because ryan lifts off he's like he's like um I just had it for lunch yesterday. It just he's run. like, he's like, not feeling the best. And Michael comes MSG over. like yeah. allergy. <laughs> Michael comes over because the last thing he says is like not feeling good. And then Michael comes over and does like the hand on the forehead. Yeah. And he's like, all right, feel I better. Feel better.
0: <laughs> he's like, thanks for taking all the excuses, man. Yeah, but, but there's, there's for. There's a sign of there's a sign of respect between Ryan and Jim even then. Yep, you know. And I think that again it it even it trickles it trickles even in further to uh traveling salesman though I think yep. he might have gotten knocked down a peg. I think this is where his confidence that he was riding high on Oh for sure. From the initiation Yeah. all the way to this point to traveling salesman was his his time with Stanley. Yeah.
2: Well, and I love that when they're picking the traveling salesman because it is the like Michael says it's like amazing race but it's nothing like amazing race except they all leave at the same time. They're picking off the partners and he's like Stanley pass. Can't pass Stanley pick someone. <laughs> I'll take the kid. And he's like what did I'm you saying? say? He's like I was very excited to be Stanley's second choice after Pass. After Pass. <laughs> Like, and then they go to the the business meeting which we've covered before and it goes disastrously and Ryan introduces himself 146 times.
0: Yeah. Uh oh my gosh. And like the I I just like the the all these all these strong strong black businessmen that Stanley would normally yep. be meeting with and just has obviously a great rapport. Stanley Hudson, you know. What do you got for us? Ryan? What do you got you know, <laughs> He just this awesome report and he's like, Ryan's going to do this for you. And he yeah. just leaves him yeah. in just yeah. a <laughs> shark tank. He even tells him,
2: like, while I sit
0: here and do my puzzle or something <laughs> to that effect. <laughs> he's, he's that like, comfortable. And he
2: plops down the fucking Sudoku and just starts going to town.
0: Oh, dude. It's so, so Just throws funny. him
2: deep in no floaties. He's like, you got this. Go for it. <laughs> I know. Gosh. Like, I, But I love Ryan's approach going into that, where he's like, hey, would it be okay if I took the lead on this one, and then you give me some feedback afterwards? Like, he's very much, like, hungry to learn. Like, Yeah. He knows that Stanley, it's been established that Stanley has the most consistent sales numbers of anyone in the branch. Yeah. Right? Maybe not the best, because Dwight's obviously the best, but the most consistent. At least consistent. Yeah, he's always doing well yeah and so ryan's like man how do i learn this consistency stanley would be somebody who'd be great for that would it be okay if i take the lead on this one and then you give me some feedback afterwards yeah that's a great mentality yeah like if i was a manager and i had a salesperson who asked stuff like that i'd be thrilled with it and then he goes in there and just fucking bombs and stanley's got (laughs)
0: nothing for him he's just laughing at him and making fun of him the whole way back do you think do you think that That Stanley closed it up, or do you think that he just left? I bet Stanley rescued it. You think so? I do. And and so then you can't even count it as a Ryan
2: sale? No, because I I think Stanley closed it up after Ryan had shit the bed on it, if I had to guess, because... (laughs) <laughs> they weren't even like, they're not even in like a conference room. They're just like standing there in the lobby of a building and they're like, what do you got for us? Right. Ryan? Like, what is this environment? There's like nine
0: people involved in that can, meeting. Can we walk into a boardroom or a, yeah. like an office? Do or you have something? a conference
2: room or an office? Do you have like a lunch room we can sit in? Is there a break room or something that we know. can? They're <laughs> yeah, just like standing there in a semicircle around him while Stanley <laughs> plops his ass down on a chair and does a Sudoku. Yeah. You, and they're just like what do you got for us
0: ryan like it's just... <laughs> all right well bj like i i there's there's only a couple places to probably go after this but i don't know what what are you thinking like what uh, like we're we're kind of wrapping up on like ryan in the season three and i what do you think like what else you got man
1: well i mean if i mean if we want we can jump right to the the finale of season three i mean the biggest moment in ryan's dunder mifflin career right
0: oh yeah well it's either that or business school
1: yeah okay business school yep it's a god i love that episode and i weirdly (laughs) the b story the b story of that episode is actually my favorite part the vampire side story
3: of that oh my (laughs) god
1: (laughs) yeah and, and and Dwight says one of my favorite Dwight lines ever, and it's the uh, you know I, I shot a werewolf once, but by the time I caught up to it, it turned back into my neighbor's dog. <laughs> you know, I,
2: I thought it was going to be Jim is on a journey now. Jim is on a journey. Or, Jim is on a path now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no business school is great. I mean, he it, so the premise obviously he's got to he brings his boss in to do a little Q and A, and he gets bumped up a full letter grade, so he'd be yeah. stupid. Not, not not to do right? To, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and it goes uh, I love that as you well get, as you
0: would expect.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love that you get to see what you know what Ryan really thinks of Dunder Mifflin. Oh and it yeah. Goes, Good point. And it goes back to what I said earlier, like he thinks he's better than that company. Yep. Yet it's a company that he can't get a sale for. Yeah. Like 100%. He is. He is. Would be one of the reasons that that company would go out of business, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> absolutely. Decrease
2: sales numbers for sure.
1: Yeah, uh, one, one of my
2: one of my favorite on. jokes, maybe in the whole series, which is during the Q and A portion, and the kid says, uh, "How's your Herfindahl index declined since the merger?" To which Michael responds, "Nice try. How's how's your Pollock says what index?" He goes, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> Thanks Kowalski.
0: Thanks Kowalski. <laughs> no, it's it, it, there's there's so many there's so many good points of that. Like I mean, Ryan fucks it up though. Oh yeah. Right, he he just messes it up.
2: Yeah. Like he's he's trying to he brings Michael in giving him absolutely zero heads up they're like hey, this is the summary of kind of given of the business to our class. Yeah. right Yeah. And so Michael goes in, Michael, uh, true blue, like lives, breathes, dies, Dunder Mifflin, goes in there ready to defend it to the death, and he's just got every person in the room, including Ryan, who he never would have guessed against him on it, and he has no idea. Yeah.
0: Oh man. Do you uh do you do you think um why why did why did Michael I'm going to ask this to BJ because okay. he Okay. He's in He's in some positions similar. Why did why did Michael keep him around? Why did Michael keep Brian around? Ryan around. Yeah, after after this whole thing. Like like what's your take on this? Because like after this whole ordeal at the school. Yep. He go they go through all this and then he also he keeps Ryan around.
1: Uh that's I would so as someone in a manager position, I don't fire people. I hire people and inspire people. So I.
2: Jokes I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I... on you. You thought you were getting a real answer, yeah. asshole. I
1: really thought I was. You don't have anything. No, for me? I mean, here's the thing like, uh, you work for any company in the world. You're gonna have people that say the company's doing this wrong. This, I mean, you listen to Ryan's speech before Michael can hear. You know, it's like they're not willing to change with the times. You know, and what, and truthfully, what Ryan's saying is not wrong. Also, like for
0: true. Oh, for, oh yeah, well we we determined that because well hindsight's twenty twenty, if you will, and we saw them go yeah. out of business. <laughs> and so, so,
1: and so, <laughs> you always have those 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 types of people out there, I mean, there's, there's three types of employees, right? There's engaged employees, there's disengaged employees, and there's actively disengaged employees. And Ryan is just a disengaged employee, which 70% of American working class is a disengaged employee. They're not. Yeah. Disengaged. And so, and that's, and that's okay. You know, your, your goal as a company is to get them engaged and make them an engaged employee. It's you, you don't fire someone until they're an actively disengaged employee you know and so he's okay. he's in that yeah. he's in yeah. that uh like he's not doing anything wrong enough to get fired i mean he's in a business class doing a business presentation outside of Dunder Mifflin off Dunder Mifflin time and he invited his boss to come like right it's i i wouldn't have i i would have had better arguments <laughs> than michael had mm-hmm. <laughs> and i would have defended the company a lot better than he did instead of instead yeah. of uh telling everyone they're up in their ivory tower you know but I, uh, I yeah,
0: and yeah, Ebony I just, Tower.
1: I just I, I don't I don't I don't think my uh, I think Ryan could have been fired for a lot of reasons as a, as a full time salesperson not performing. That's a legitimate yeah. reason, you know. Like you need number, you got to hit your numbers, yeah. and that could have been Michael's. Re- yeah, that could exactly. have been Michael's reasoning. But on the just on the backside of all this, like Michael doesn't want to fire Ryan. He just wants Ryan to be on his team, so he, yeah. he put him. So he he's put hot. him in timeout. He put him in the annex. Like,
2: oh, yeah. Like, where Kelly yeah. is. <laughs> which which I love that, like, to him, the punishment is that he's getting put back there with Kelly. But to Michael, the punishment is that he's putting him back there with Toby. Yeah,
1: I know.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> the real punishment. That's
0: where I put all the things I don't want to listen to. Bingo. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, Toby, Ryan. Oh, no. It is. That is a punishment to Michael because of Toby, but it's a punishment to Ryan because of Kelly. Yeah. And oh. it's a
2: punishment to Toby because Kelly and Ryan make out and get arguing and all this bullshit all the time.
0: Michael kills three birds with one stone. Dude. <laughs> that's big. Yeah. uh, Well... Where where we go from here? Obviously, we 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 said we were gonna do it. We're gonna take you guys all the way up to
2: the job, the job.
0: job, the job. Your season three finale, exactly.
2: And truthfully, I don't. There's not a ton to hit on with Ryan on this one, other than the very end. It's yeah. the very last scene. And why is that? He's though? because he's a dark horse. Nobody nobody knew that he even put in for it, right? Yeah. Like we don't know until he's getting the call from David Wallace, where he's saying. We're excited to have another MBA around here. Like, yeah, yada yada yada. Lies. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then he tells, and then he tells Kelly. She goes, "Who is that?" Nobody. You and I are dead.
0: <laughs> he is what? Pumped. And then cut to black. Season cut three to done. Black. <laughs> he looks. He looks at the camera. Yeah. That is that is Ryan's moment of the entire series. Yeah. He it, it is. He's never been higher up
2: in his mind than he is right there.
0: He is vindicated and all the bullshit he had to deal with with Michael. Yep. The annex situation, dealing yep. with Kelly, yep. not making a sale. He doesn't have... So in his mind, he doesn't have to make sales to become to rise up the ladder. Yeah. You know? He's just got to be the right guy. You just got to be the right guy. It, like, I still think it's bullshit that he's got an MBA, to be honest. I still think that's some sort of bold-faced lie because he was still in business school like how long ago? Yeah. And... And maybe that was his final course though. You're right, you're right. I'm just saying. Or you know? maybe he
2: went to DeVry. DeVry. <laughs> Phoenix.
0: <laughs> uh, University. <laughs> the University of Phoenix. Um, but, but I don't know. Like it is. I think that's like his high point of the entire series when yeah. he when he gets that call. I'm excited too. And he hangs yeah. up. Who is that? Nobody. You and I are done. <laughs> Looks at the camera. Cuts yeah, up to, black. to black. He's got that fucking
2: smile. <laughs> and then Kelly just what? Yeah. In the background. That's <laughs> it. That's season three, baby. And that's a wrap on part one. Man.
1: Ryan. I think you're right. Yeah. That's good. The office oh. did such a good job in season two and three with the cliffhangers on this on this on the finale. Oh I mean, you talk about the kiss in season two with Jim and Pam. And then and then yeah. that. You're just like, oh shoot. Ryan's the boss. Ryan's think big about, boss man now.
0: Ryan's the big boss. Like, think about that. Think about guys, think. Let's just have a, let's have a reflective moment here and think back to the first time that you saw that, you know, not only just the entire season of season three, the, the cliffhanger of Jim and Jim and Pam leading in going to Stanford coming back. And then you've got the cliffhanger that Ryan is the new Jan. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think
0: that's unbelievable.
2: He's, you you were left between seasons with the realization that Ryan is Michael's boss when this show gets back.
0: We're talking about like Game of Thrones level <laughs> like mic drops on this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and and again, like I know it seems so so like trivial because it's like well it's just sitcom TV. It's like no, but like back when this was airing in in the the, the 2000s, this was like this is a like, a big deal. Like, Ryan is not going to be a temp anymore. That's such a big deal, so... Yeah. Um. And obviously, we've talked a little bit about how, uh, if you if you tuned into the beginning of this episode and you're still here... Yeah. Uh, what Ryan became, and I'm sure we'll get there in, in great detail. Yeah. But I do love that we have that in the ethos now to kind of go off of and maybe make an excuse for Ryan as to why he became the person that he did. However, guys that is a whole nother episode. Yeah. So, uh, nice. We just want to thank you guys so much for joining us on this journey as we take it through every single character at best we can uh, to to give you guys a little bit more insight into what we think and what honestly happens in the office realm. Uh, if you guys are joining us on this journey, please, for the love of gall that it is. <laughs> Just drop us that five-star review. Let us know that you made it through this and leave us a fan theory, guys. You got something on Ryan that we didn't touch on? Drop it right now. Just drop it right now into your your review that you're writing on Apple Podcast. If you're leaving us a five-star review on Spotify, then I'm hoping that you're going to go over to our Instagram, over to uh, our TikTok, anywhere that you can actually uh, get in touch with us on social media, at Scotch Splenda. And please don't forget, you can drop it over to Scotch and Splenda yeah. <laughs> podcast okay. at gmail.com. You got That's it. He got com. there. He got there. <laughs> we're there, baby. <laughs> Guys. Nice. We can't wait until next time. We got to take a couple of weeks off here. We will be back in two weeks, and we're going to get back into this love triangle that started with Dwight, went to Ryan, and is going to go to Michael, seasons two and three. We'll, uh, we're going to take a little break for next week but don't worry we will be back the week after and we'll have Michael seasons 2 and 3 that'll be a big episode you might get a little bit more out of us for that one but only if you drop us voicemail <laughs> and that number is 319 359 7977
2: 319 359 the leave us that voicemail
0: perfect guys you can find me anywhere on social media it's a-j-a-y-v-e-n-s-a-j-venz anywhere on social media and you can find me bj at i am the beach that's beach b-e-e-j on tiktok and
2: instagram uh you will find me in most places at nick morella that's n-i-c-k-m-e-r-u-l-l-a uh twitch is probably where you'll see me the most um but you can find me if you dig the the whiskey stuff the beer stuff You'll find me at MorellaNick Nick on Instagram.
0: All right. Well, guys, thank you so much again for joining us. And until next time, we will catch you on the flippity flip. The flippity flip. On the flippity flip. Goodbye. Bye.